0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of uh, CleoCast. My name is Matt.
1: And I'm R.C., and I feel like you forgot the name of the show for a second. Well,
0: right? I d- okay, so we need to work on the branding. We, we've had this conversation. We need to sit down and work on the branding.
1: And it doesn't help when we haven't released an episode in like two weeks.
0: Okay, so we were going to release an episode last week, but uh, if you saw our tweet, it was the single worst episode we've ever recorded in our entire lives, and uh, that one's not going to sit the light of day. <laughs> It's either that one or the BTK one. I did, well, the B, we didn't even get that far into the BTK episode. That's true. That's very true. So anyway, uh, there you go. That's the, uh, the ClioCast vault of things that will never see the light of day and never touch your ears. But we do need to work on the branding and also the statue profile picture thing because I know you've brought that point up before.
1: Yes. I, I feel like this is gonna turn on like the website where we talk about it for like ten episodes like yeah we're working on the website and then we just like drop it at some point. We can <laughs> bring it up we again. We
0: kind of have a website.
1: Well we kind of have a website.
0: Yeah. But in a yeah, so we just need to get rid of the statue statue profile picture. Um and uh we do have a uh friend of ours who was able to do an AI generation of a bunch of different things, but um you know we those are just floating ideas we have out there we'll eventually we'll
1: probably want to pay someone or something
0: yeah but did you see a couple in Colorado found the real bigfoot
1: they did i did yeah. not see that
0: yeah uh it looks exactly like every other bigfoot sighting
1: oh okay yeah it was just a video they didn't like it it
0: yeah, it, it, it was think. it was a blurry video of like something that was brown and furry those humanoid moving across a field
1: Oh, I I got kind of excited there I was like oh did they like bring him into like the capital or something hey here's Bigfoot everyone
0: like how the Mexican government found those aliens
1: yeah could have Bigfoot be the speaker of the house that you know wouldn't be that bad probably not I mean I don't is Bigfoot if he exists if we find him is he a US citizen does he count does he's I mean, like a hominid, right?
0: I mean, it does like a like an orangutan count as a U.S. citizen?
1: I don't know. Should it? Does a dolphin count?
0: No, no, they aren't. They aren't. They aren't U.S. citizens.
1: Why not? They have like on toddler level intelligence, right?
0: Yeah. But like the, in, the orangutans and dolphins born in like zoos or like in U S territorial waters. Not sure why an orangutan would be born in U S territorial waters, but <laughs> so yeah. maybe, you know, kind of wild. <laughs> um, just the orangutan boat. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like they get U S citizenship. I feel like it just goes to like homo sapiens.
1: That's true. But where in the constitution does it say a dog can't be a U.S. citizen?
0: I, I don't know. Um, I remember I went up to the Omaha Zoo uh, a few months ago at this point and uh, the orangutan exhibit was under construction and uh, I was there with my girlfriend and I kept on saying it would be hilarious if they were making the orangutans build the exhibit. (laughs) (laughs) Like if they just like brought in a contractor and put him in hard hats and gave him like like drills and we're just like, all right. Like
1: that video of the orangutan (laughs) driving the golf cart with (laughs) a hard hat on. (laughs) (laughs) We should let orangutans smoke and drink beer. Like they're close enough. We gotta we gotta just keep letting them do people things, you know? And then eventually they'll get there. It'll be like you know, like Planet of the Apes where they'll just like talk one day.
0: Yeah, but like I don't know. There's what's the story from like South Africa where a guy trained like a a different type of ape to uh, basically be a railroad switch operator. <laughs> and he was, the uh, ape was so good at doing that that he got his like owner fired because the railroad rather have just the ape to do it.
1: Replaced him. I mean, as long as they pay the ape, I guess that's,
0: I don't, I feel like they just paid the ape in like food. Oh, that's
1: not really payment. No. My work pays me in food sometimes.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> uh
1: that went off the rails really quickly yeah
0: uh, well I mean if, so Did we
1: even finished the intro <laughs>
0: I, I guess we finished the intro all right okay. so but you know Kansas is uh demolishing our ape dreams by not allowing apes to work on the railroads actually making it so two humans have to operate train crews instead of two orangutans
1: really good tangent if I hadn't ruined it yeah yeah Kansas passed legislation at some point uh, requiring two person train crews. Against all the objectations of the industry, the train industry, because they say, uh, well, there's no evidence that having two people in the train cab improves safety.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like if I had a job that I was on call 24-7 and uh, basically could be running on virtually no hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. and uh you're filming me constantly and if i ever look at my cell phone for any reason you're gonna fire me i would like someone to talk to or yeah. someone to help do the job because obviously my cognitive ability if i uh have been on call for 24 7 and uh you gave me like two hours warning after me coming off a shift that i was gonna go back on shift mm-hmm. uh Someone else to also help in that very delirious state At would least be nice.
1: The dignity of being able to just kind of like go to the bathroom when you have to without yeah. having to use the bucket <laughs> or the catheter.
0: But it, I know there are some uh major railroads that don't even have like an actual bathroom. They they had poo bags.
1: Mm, look, it worked for Apollo, but you know that shouldn't be the standard. Mm-hmm. Well, Kansas is one of ten states that now requires this somehow they managed to pass uh, bipartisan legislation that Laura Kelly signed kind of wild that we actually did, you know, Kansas actually did a kind of pro union thing
0: or that like Kansas was able to pass any law that isn't insane.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, they've got like the veto proof majority and mm. uh, the super majority in legislature. So it's kind of wild that I guess they, they kind of got enough on board to pass this, uh, the article we're referencing is from CT Insider. I,
0: I believe I that is Connecticut.
1: I was gonna say, is that Connecticut? Because I was kind of thinking, the yeah, the, time, like, the, the, this is Connecticut. This is Connecticut. Why did Connecticut write this article? Josh Funk, well, explain it, yourself. It,
0: he's an AP business writer, so they did it's what
1: CT for Connecticut Insider.
0: So, it, do, do you not know how the Associated Press works?
1: I, no, I guess I don't. They,
0: they write articles, and basically, all these people like major newspapers subscribe to the Associated Press so they basically, it's like an outsourcing program so you get AP articles handed down to other newspapers to publish
1: I guess that makes a lot of sense actually well I, okay I, we'll, we'll read a little bit of mm-hmm. this article just to kind of uh so for, Kansas became the 10th city in the nation Wednesday to require two person railroad crews despite objections from freight railroads but the industry may challenge the ruling court as it has in other states like Ohio the major freight railroads have long pushed to cut crews down to one person, but unions have resisted because they believe it's safer to have two people working together to operate trains. Uh, Governor Laura Kelly said two-person crews will, quote, protect workers from the effects of fatigue, prevent train derailments, and reduce risks in the many Kansas communities along our railroad tracks, end quote. The new administrative rule took effect Wednesday. The railroad industry maintains that there isn't enough evidence to show that two-person crews are safer and many shortline railroads already operate with a single person on board. Quote, regulatory efforts to mandate crew staffing, such as the latest in Kansas, lack of safety justification, end quote, said spokesperson Jessica Connick with the Association of American Railroads Trade Group. Connick said she didn't want to speculate whether the industry would file a lawsuit challenging the Kansas rule the way it did in Ohio. The railroads generally argue in their lawsuits that the federal government should be the only one to regulate the industry to ensure there's a uniform set of rules. At least a dozen states, impatient with the federal government's reluctance to pass new regulations on railroads, have tried to pass restrictions on the industry related to minimum crew size, train length, and blocked crossings. I will say, Kansas being, you know, railroads being what they are, there's not really a flyover state thing. So Kansas requiring this, being in the middle of the country and being next to the second largest railroad hub outside of Chicago. uh, Like they're saying, it will kind of help. Kind of like the California regulatory, uh, you know, downstream, where when they pass regulations, they're such a big state. They got so many people that kind of just requires other states to abide by the same regulations.
0: So basically if Illinois was the 11th state to mandate this it would basically be permanent across the board.
1: Yeah, and the other states as the article says to require two-person crews are California, Wisconsin, Arizona, West Virginia, Minnesota, Washington, Nevada and Colorado. So basically if you're crossing the country through Colorado and Kansas you have to have a two-person crew half that way mm-hmm. and then from coming from California you know some of the largest ports in the world uh you don't have to have a two-person crew presumably in nevada utah and then you need one in colorado kansas no you
0: need to have it in nevada so california oh, yeah, and nevada. Nevada. Okay, so that's pretty much so, so you don't need one in utah but if you dip into arizona you need to have one
1: yeah so pretty much most of the cross-country route right now from los angeles to well i guess chicago because chicago is the second largest hub you need a two-person train crew which I think is good. I mean if the union likes it they tend to know more about what their crews actually experience considering the fact that they're a union of train operators mm-hmm. not a trade group looking to make as much money as possible yeah
0: and She's... uh you know somehow cut costs even though like literally you rake in profits mm-hmm. um this is completely off topic but uh I was just I was browsing like a job board and uh, it was completely unrelated to uh, jobs that were related to me, but there was a ad for being a conductor with BNSF railroads Mm -hmm. that was advertised on this feed. And I was just curious and I opened it up and I mean, it's a, like a $70,000 a year job to start, yeah. but you scroll down and it's like, Oh, well good benefits, great pay. Um, And then they bury all the way down at the bottom of the ad is on-call
1: 24-7. Yeah, that's where they get you. I mean, I, I was doing something similar uh, looking at jobs. Mm. And if you want to become a uh, signals operator in New Jersey, Conrail will hire you. $65,000 <laughs> to start. Because mm. I think they still own track up there or something.
0: I mean, probably because they just acquired all of it in that bankruptcy. Yeah,
1: so... But they say in the article, going back to that for a little bit, they do say this legislation basically spawned from the East Palestine uh, wreck that happened in Ohio. And that's why Ohio and Kansas have recently passed this regulations. Effectively, they're just saying, look, if there were two-person train crews, that would probably help to prevent this. And just in general, it's safer.
0: You should let them play on their phones as well.
1: Yeah, and I say, I think just logically any person looking at this can say hey is it safer to you know when you're doing a road trip drive by yourself for nine hours or is it safer to drive with somebody in the passenger seat talking to you Mm. It, you know i think most people would agree it's usually better to have a second person and then you can trade off you know you could have them navigate for you it just kind of takes a lot of the burden of the actual driving off of the driver because they don't have to manage everything at once you know they got a co-pilot and similarly, co-pilots, airplanes have to have a copilot. Yeah. I, I don't know why railroads think that they're the only... I guess trucking, too, probably doesn't have to have a copilot.
0: But trucking has pretty intense regulations where if you have a CDL, you, you are legally required to take breaks. You also are only allowed to drive 12 hours, and then you have to wait another 12 hours to reset. Yeah. So you, you can't have someone on-call 24-7 with a CDL because once they hit their 12 hours... They have to sit in a truck stop for 12 hours and then get back on the road.
1: And I think that's the, the other thing is um, just maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, like, say you have a car breakdown in, like, the middle of the train. Yeah. Currently, with a one-person crew, you know, the, the driver has to leave the train and walk to the middle and then walk all the way back, and that's already exhausting. It takes forever. Mm-hmm. But if you have a two-person crew... There's somebody in the cab controlling the brake, controlling the engines, you know, talking on the radio and stuff. Yeah. While another person, you know, they can kind of coordinate. You know, it just—it just—I I, this is such a clear like this should have been mandated a hundred years ago yeah. thing that it's like yeah, good for Kansas.
0: Well, didn't Indiana have it mandated that you had to have four people? Because you you standard used to be three. Because you had like a like an engineer, a conductor, and a guy to fucking shovel coal.
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's for airplanes for the longest time, too. They had to have a navigator. Mm-hmm. They had to have three people, but they, they got rid of that probably around the same time trains did. Yeah, Got to shovel coal. <laughs> yeah, trains used to be a lot more involved now.
0: Yeah. I mean, you also, I mean, if your train exploded, you were going to die. Trains don't explode as often anymore, right?
1: except for the East Palestine one. Yeah, right? except
0: for the East Palestine. Uh, shout out, uh, you know, I guess Eastern Ohio. I know one person from there. It seems like it sucks.
1: I've driven through there. I've stayed there. It's all right. It's I mean, all right? It's like a small town. Mm. It's like, it's very old small town. Like, like you go through a lot of the areas around uh, the Kansas City area. It's very like westward expansion small town. Yeah. But like when you're going through like Ohio and stuff, you got, some remnants of like, kind of early expansion, like really like early eighteen
0: hundreds. It's like this building's from eighteen o two.
1: Yeah, and a lot more Civil War stuff. You know, it didn't really. I I said it didn't really come out here to someone last time. We're like, well, you know, it did. And it's like, okay, we had like four battles out here.
0: I mean, the largest battle west of the Mississippi was here.
1: Yes, but like compared to Ohio or Pennsylvania or whatever. they... they not that much you're not driving yeah. through a small town in the middle of the backwoods and uh seeing like, oh, here's a civil war battlefield. it's like no, there's like four sites and they're all like the Meredizine massacre, uh Battle Westport, you know the burning of Lawrence mm-hmm. Quantico, and all that you got Battle of Olathe, uh, all that stuff,
0: yeah, but there there isn't a Shiloh around here,
1: yeah, exactly,
0: um speaking of uh, civil war and uh old uh. I'm not went, sure where you're going with this. So, are we done with this article?
1: I think so. Yeah. Okay. This was yeah from Connecticut Insider, uh, Josh Funk. Well, obviously, as we always do, link this in the description. Yep, so uh, we've got our call. Pretty
0: good stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Connecticut. Um, so, I went on a, a graveyard tour of oh. the Elmwood Cemetery. Where's that? It's in uh, Kansas City. Oh. That's where you know the Waldo family is buried. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, they, like, 800 graves there are Civil War veterans. Hmm. So it's really weird because, you know, it's, like, honestly, like, a lot of settlers to the Kansas City area in, like, basically post-Civil War. Like, if you were 16 years old in the Civil War and you're just like, well, fuck it. I just experienced the most traumatic portion of my entire life. What do I do? Uh, I guess I'm going west. Uh, and you end up in Kansas City and end up getting, like, a rich selling lumber. Yeah. And then you get buried in a uh, like a really classy catacomb.
1: Did they have the cool like civil like the you know they have like the war little metal thing in front of it?
0: Some of them did have that. Some of them just had like like very like vintage gravestones for the time. Um, and you could definitely tell the wealth and like what trends are popular because it's just like. Hey, here's a guy who is a Civil War veteran. He just has like like a very standard, crazy shape, and then like a few feet over is another Civil War veteran, veteran who has like a like a twenty foot tall obelisk as his stone. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you guys did very differing, very levels of success in your life, I guess."
1: Yeah. See, the coolest one of those kind of graveyards I've ever been to was in Boston, where you're just kind of walking through it. You see that like stuff you'd expect to be like Civil War stuff, but it's like, no, this was, here's the placard saying, yeah, they were a Boston massacre victim. Here, yeah, this guy was a you know Boston Tea Party participant. Uh, this guy was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. It's like, oh, that's kind of
0: different. That's, I, uh,
1: you definitely don't get that here at all. One
0: I saw on this tour was uh, it had a, like, looked like it was like a modern... Redo of his gravestone because it was like a like an actual veterans monument. Yeah, they like, do like
1: restorations and
0: stuff. Uh, so it was was it,
1: was it like an Arlington gravestone? It, it looked
0: like an Arlington gravestone. Uh, so I think they just redid it at a certain point because it was probably too far gone. Yeah, and I, I walked up to it and I was really uh, I did like couldn't tell what unit because it was just like Colonel names, uh, cavalry, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I guess this guy this guy like was a part of this Colonel's cavalry, and then underneath it it said Indian Wars. Oh. And it was like, oh. Oh. Yeah.
1: Out here in Kansas City? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Once you get further out west, like in Nebraska, I've seen some of those where there there was one where we're staying. I think it was not Fort Scott. That's Kansas. Uh, oh God. I, I don't remember. Uh, up north, way northwest, mm-hmm. uh, Nebraska. And it was like, you you're just kind of going through this like exhibit because it used to be like basically an open air prison for uh Native. I, I, I think
0: I know what you're saying, and that's where Crazy Horse was executed. That was what I was getting to. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm sorry for blowing the story. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: just walking around like you know they have they got the, they got this big field and stuff and those all these historical things, and then you just walk up to this big like stone circle and you're reading the plaque and it's like yeah this is the exact spot where Crazy Horse was executed and it's like. Oh, (laughs) didn't did not expect that here, huh? Because it was it was just south of the Black Hills where they and that that's it was the prison where they had kind of escaped from and you know ridden up to the Black Hills to kind of do their big uh, thing that happened. I I, I'm drawing a complete blank on the name of it. Yeah, I
0: don't know. You you were up there for uh, your fiance's family reunion and you all got really loaded.
1: Yeah, yeah, bush light man.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you, you don't even drink beer. I don't drink
1: beer now, but uh, they do. They drink a lot of bushlight. Light. Um,
0: yeah, but it, it was a fun tour until it started getting dark, and then I got all, all like superstitious about like the spirits in a graveyard and panicked and left.
1: Oh, you're superstitious like that?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it, I I grew up going to graveyards because my mom does like a lot of genealogy, so I I spent a lot of my childhoods just going to random graveyards. And stuff so I, I I guess I'm not that afraid anymore
0: it's fine during the day but um the at night especially in like one that like has a bunch of fancy like like tombs we'll have to go uh another time when it's daylight and I'll mm-hmm. show you because it, it's classy but classy in the really creepy way yeah um so
1: he- so we just last tangent I, I, my family went to yellowstone like 10 years ago i don't remember where we were but i'm going to say where we were so you can probably look it up mm-hmm. uh we stopped at one point cuz my mom you know like kind of history tour genealogy really curious yeah uh, at sacajawea's grave which is like big tomb i don't know where it was because i was like 10 and i was not paying attention i was playing age of empires 2 on the laptop in the car because <laughs> i'm cool but yeah we were looking at that and it's just like oh yeah here it is just second like a field in the middle of i have to assume like it's somewhere in like nebraska or wyoming or something like we had to have been around there uh and then just a bunch of guys just kind of showed up outside of the cemetery in a pickup truck and they were just kind of, like, sitting in the back. I mean, Like, we were on a reservation uh-huh. and stuff. And it's just like, okay, yeah, they, they were very clearly just trying to make sure we don't, like, pull anything or whatever. But we were just being, like, touristy. <laughs> it was yeah. just kind of cool. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that that's the guys, the natives in cool shades just pulling up, like, okay, I'm going to watch you guys.
0: And that... Um the only like really Western like vacation in like that isn't like California that my family went on is we went to South Dakota once to go see Mount Rushmore.
1: To South Dakota. Yeah. Um, oh, did we talk about that in the uh, the Corn Palace? The, one? Yeah, the
0: Corn Palace one. Uh, and we didn't go to the Corn Palace. Went to Wall Drug, which was really lame. Wall Drug. And uh, so, what is it? Um, uh, yeah, it's I in the middle a, of Wyoming. Yeah,
1: I looked it up, it, it's in the Wind River Reservation in the middle of Wyoming. the Sacagawea's gravesite.
0: That's cool. That is cool. Anyways. Uh, as and uh, my parents, uh, not really familiar with stuff west of the Mississippi as do people who grew up in like around the New York City area, mm-hmm. uh, also not into motorcycles, scheduled their family vacation. Uh, to stay in a uh, Holiday Inn in Sturgis, South Dakota on the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally.
1: It is such a your parents thing, yeah. though. Just, yeah, just, just, and just,
0: it's... I wonder why all these motorcycles are here. Yeah, and and then it's just, uh, you know, my dad was not happy with any of them, dealing with them because he had, like, three small kids and he was trying to, like, navigate them around this town. And then there's just, like... Biker ladies with their tits out and just dudes with beards. Just a middle class
1: family from Queens trying to figure out how to survive in the West. Yeah, and
0: and it's just like why, and obviously, like with small kids, they're very like prone to like, you know, crying when there's a lot of stimulation around you. Yeah. So it's just like it's just my dad handling three small kids with just motorcycle guys driving around.
1: Sounds like a fun time. It was. See, the, I, my only exposure to the Sturgis uh, motorcycle thing is just, I, I just remember when everybody got exposed to COVID <laughs> during the one in 2020 that they didn't cancel <laughs> for some reason. And it's like, yeah, like the largest super, well, no, it's outdoors. And it's like, okay, yeah, but um, you guys are all like right next to each other. And it's just like, eh, I just remember that. Yeah. I've never been to North or South Dakota.
0: Really? Because you've been really close.
1: I might have been I might have driven through South Dakota for a few seconds, but I've I've never like been. I've you know? hmm. been to Minnesota. I've been to Wyoming. I've been to Idaho. Haven't. I might have driven through Montana at some point. Uh, and I've been to Nevada. And I've been to Colorado. And I've been to Arizona and New Mexico.
0: Been to Arizona?
1: Yes, I went to the Grand Canyon.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about your Grand area. Canyon vacation.
1: And that was the same time I've also the only time I've ever been to Texas is I just drove through it for 5 minutes. I do not respect
0: Texas. And you you've been to uh what is it? Uh Mesa Verde National Park, right? Yes. I've been wanting to go there. I've been working on a, a road trip plan. Yeah. And and I'm just curious if that's worth the time. Is that the one with the cliff ruins? Cliff ruins? Yes. Yeah.
1: The, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I have to I have to admit I was also 10. It was the same trip when I was sitting in the back seat playing uh, Age of Empires 2 cuz I was 10 and I actually stayed uh at the hotel. <laughs> cuz I'm afraid of heights, and I did not want to go see it. So my it was cool is based off of seeing it from like 2 miles away. Uh <laughs> I just That was when I played my 24-hour long game of uh, Age of Empires 2. I just turned into a city builder at that point.
0: I I like how your parents did like the great American road trip, but like just perfectly planned to go to like all of like the, you went to the grand Canyon you went to like Mesa Verde. You went to Yellowstone. We
1: went to Cortez, uh, with White Sand, the, yeah. the National Park. We went to uh, Colorado Springs. We are just driving through all these places. I, I looked at all those. Mesa Verde was just the one that I I was like, I'm good. I've seen it from far away. I'm afraid of heights. It's built into a rock face. I'm good. I
0: have a, I'm have on hour 18 of this 24-hour Joe Empires mm-hmm. game.
1: Yes, and it's like, okay, Grand Canyon, saw that one, I'm afraid of heights. I, I took one for the team, but after that, I was like, nah, I'm good. Even though I know Mesa Verde was first, but I was like, I'm going to do one, and I'm going to do the Grand Canyon.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you guys um, go to Monument Valley?
1: I don't think so. Wow. No, I was not drawing a, up
0: anything. We went to the big desert one in
1: Colorado. Um, see, that's the thing. is, My family always did the big like road trips to Florida or the road trips to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. We were always doing like outdoor stuff, which I guess is good, but in my... Uh, old age. I'm realizing it's like, man, I've never been to like any actual like cities. Like I went to Chicago once, and it's like, wow, I have never really been to any cities outside of like Kansas City or you know like
0: Miami. You you went um, you went to Chicago, and uh, you're probably gonna go to Chicago again instead of going to a different city.
1: Well, because Chicago's really cheap. <laughs> Have you, have you ever, like, priced out not staying with your grandparents, going to New York or something? Like, have you ever priced out going there as a tourist and staying in a hotel? Because it's, like, really expensive. No. And same with, like, D.C. and all that. Compared to Chicago, where you can get a train ride from here to there for, like, 200 bucks round trip. So it's, like, cheaper than a plane. Did I say a train ticket? Was
0: yeah, you did say train, train ticket, 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 which is a great transition to our uh, St. Louis as Post-Dispatch article. I know what
1: I'm doing. Oh, uh, This one is from Kurt Erickson. Do you want to read this one or do you want me to read it? Uh,
0: Missouri transportation officials seek federal aid for expansion of Amtrak. Jefferson City, state transportation officials are asking for $76 million in federal funding to expand passenger rail service in Missouri. In documents submitted earlier this month to Governor Mike Parson, the Missouri Department of Transportation wants the Republican governor to include a financial request in his January budget proposal as a way to add another daily round-trip option on the Missouri's River Runner uh, between St. Louis and Kansas City. Fun fact, I just did some pricing up for that um, one uh, to go to St. Louis this weekend. The morning train is... um, when I raced up last night, is just like eighty five to ninety percent full. Mm-hmm. So it's a very popular train route. Oh, extremely and, popular, and it goes uh, three times a day from Kansas City and St. Louis. Uh, usually one early morning, one mid morning, and one like later in the evening. But a fourth trip could possibly open up a mid afternoon trip or a really late evening trip. See,
1: as we're getting into trip scheduling, mm-hmm. I just like throw my two cents in, and we need. Like a direct line from Kansas City to Chicago, we need like a night owl train because it's a seven-hour trip. Yeah, but if we did it like it leaves at ten o'clock,
0: isn't that the nine o'clock Southwest Chief?
1: Yeah, but then there's not one back. The one coming back is like afternoon. I'm saying there's no options to do it both ways. We just sleep on the train ride. The only option coming back is like three p.m. I think. Mm. So I'm just saying we need to kind of expand options there too. That'd be cool. But anyways, getting back to the.
0: Currently, Amtrak offers two round trips. Uh, I saw three. Uh, See,
1: you. Okay, you keep saying that, but this isn't like an actual reported article. I'm like 99% sure that it's two because last time I was looking, and this article is from today, there were only two. See, okay, you. I, I can't also pull out my phone and double check.
0: Are, I, am, I am double checking. I am vetting yeah, this because be literally I was looking at this last night. Last night.
1: Are you sure it wasn't like a mixed service with like the Amtrak bus? I don't know. Because I'm pretty sure I remember because of the pandemic, it was originally like three or four trains. And then around like 2020, 2021-ish, they kind of killed two of the services and just kind of had to be
0: the morning and the night uh, train. I'm going to do the exact same days I was looking at.
1: Yeah. Is this just uh, like a
0: visit trip? Yeah. Okay. Fine trains. Do you have the app? Yeah, I'm trying I don't to have the app. So yeah, th-
1: so that's your departure. Yeah. So I gonna, I'm going to take what, the, are the, what are the two options for departure? So the two
0: options for departure are at 8:40 a.m., which is 80% full, and 4:05 p.m., which is 40% full. I'm going to take this one. Okay. And I think I saw three coming back. Yeah, there's three coming back. There's one at 6:35, one at 8:10, one at 3:11.
1: Yeah, because that one's fifteen hours. You luck? Because that one, is Southwest Chief. That one is you take the Lincoln Service up to Chicago and then you take the uh, Southwest Chief back. Why would you do that? Well, because it's cheaper. It's an option, but yeah, that 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 explains luck. So you're looking at the one from from St. Louis. You can take yeah. the Lincoln Service 110 miles an hour north to Chicago and then just take the Southwest Chief down so that that explains it. it is just too right
0: it would be pretty cool to do one of those private rooms though they look nice
1: i've been thinking about that i have kind of in my brain when i have money uh got a plan to do uh like a new york trip where you take the southwest chief up to chicago and then you take i think maybe the empire builder i think that's the one over in like a private room it's like 14 hours so you'd mm-hmm. get to sleep the way it times out, you'd leave uh, Chicago at like eight PM, so you get to sleep. You wake up, you get breakfast for free because it's like Amtrak, and you spend one day. You go to bed and you wake up and you're in New York. So like, time awake, you'd only you know you only got like twelve hours or so. But uh, it's pretty good. The problem is is that that route I think is like fourteen hundred dollars round trip. So like you'd have to almost do it. With my budget, one way like seven hundred fifty dollars, and then just take the plane back from New York. Yeah, which would be like two hundred bucks per. So that is that is fourteen hundred dollars for two people because it's me and my fiance, obviously. So Uh, yeah, yeah, that that would be fun though. Yeah, the private room. They got the roomettes.
0: I the roomettes would probably be like if they did like the thing where you have like two, you can fit like two, maybe four people in it, splitting with like a friends well the roommates are only two beds mm. it's you have the
1: bottom it, it's basically like the the two seats facing each other yeah. and then the bottom seats turn into one bed and then the top seats turn into or not the top seats but that the top turns into another bed ah. like pull down one they do have like a full private room that seats like four people so it's basically just like a huge chunk of the car it's got like five seats and like four beds or something and it's own private bathroom and stuff so mm. But that one, it's like the tickets for that, like Southwest chief going to LA, it's like $2,000 one way.
0: Yeah, no, um, I've only done the, uh, I've done the Southwest chief to New Mexico once. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be completely honest, I, I'm not sure you were even allowed to do this, but I just went and just slept on one of the, like the benches in like the uh, cafe car.
1: They didn't yell at you, you're allowed to do it.
0: They didn't yell at me. Because you did it. I did do it.
1: That means it's legal.
0: And it probably isn't. They were probably just like, fuck it, I'm not gonna deal with this like
1: I I think they kinda don't care unless some if somebody comes and complains, then they'll move you. But I think in general their policy is just you know, live and let be. Yeah. Just kinda if he's sleeping. But if somebody wants to sit there, and you're taking up the whole thing, then they will be like, "Hey, come, come." But they seem they they're pretty chill. A couple times I've taken it, yeah. Because you also were on the midnight train with me to Lawrence that one time. <laughs> that, <road. laughs> that was that you could take it from Kansas City to
0: Lawrence. I have never been more exhausted than waiting for that train at four in the morning, passed out with the guy ranting, <sighs> claiming he's Jesus Christ in the train station. Oh
1: my God! Yeah, that was just not a good idea because so basically you could take the Southwest Chief from Kansas City to Lawrence it's a 40 minute train ride um it leaves at what 10 o'clock p.m.? yeah it gets there at like 11 11.30 ish uh and then the train to get home leaves at yeah 4 a.m. Yeah. gets there at like 5 a.m. so when your plan is yeah let's just go there at 10 p.m we'll just hang out at a bunch of bars you know like just get and toasted. then b- b- bars
0: close at two yeah. and then you have two hours you need to figure out what to do
1: in the middle of december when it's 20 degrees outside you're,
0: you're drunk it is a saturday night into sunday morning you have basically burned an entire weekend by staying up all night
1: <laughs> like you're just awake you're not even doing anything there's one, there's one restaurant that's open. It's Fat Burger, and Fat all the Shack. Con- Fat Shack, Fat Shack, and all the Kentucky fans just showed up for the game tomorrow. So they're all talking trash, and you are just exhausted out of your mind,
0: exhausted, drunk, and uh, waiting for a train to show up in two hours. The
1: employees at Fat Shack are slinging around slurs. It's getting getting heated because the kentucky guys all just showed up at 3 a.m and they're they're talking shit
0: the the one fat check lady who just looked like she just wanted to go home
1: yeah i wanted to go home i
0: wanted to go home too i it, it sucked it was fun though it was fun it was a good experience uh anyway i feel like that's it that's a good ending point
1: i mean okay okay I, I is there more like, to this article i mean yeah we we kind of just did the the beginning part we didn't actually talk about okay let's finish we we didn't get to like the juice of it i'm I'm gonna
0: gonna finish the article the money would add new amtrak service in missouri between kansas city and springfield and kansas city and saint joseph this plan also calls for extending existing chicago quincy illinois service to hannibal
1: and so that that's brand new service there is not currently any amtrak service between kansas city saint and saint joseph and kansas city and springfield so if that goes through that is like two brand new routes that do not currently exist that are not currently on the amtrak proposal plan
0: I want to go to Springfield to get the Chinese food. I heard it's good.
1: Yeah, and because that's a Mm state-to-state plan, Amtrak can't actually do that alone. Yeah, They can only do the interstate plan. So you see that big like Amtrak map that goes around that's like all the new cool routes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are all interstate, if you'll notice, because they have to partner with them. So this is just the government of Missouri generating new intercity routes like the Missouri River Runner, which they have to come up with. So like if Kansas were to want to do something like between Topeka and Manhattan, they would have to come to Amtrak and be like, hey, we want to do that. Whereas the Heartland Flyer between the extension from Oklahoma City to Wichita, Amtrak is able to facilitate that themselves because it's between two different states. So. Yeah. Anyways, I uh, was just a little tangent.
0: Open quote. All four of these concepts have a been identified by communities across the state for years and are currently identified as unfunded needs, end quote, said MoDOT spokeswoman Linda Horn. Is po- the possible expansion in Missouri is part of a nationwide effort by President Joe Biden to get more people out of cars and into trains as part of a job-creating bid to rebuild infrastructure. In addition to new routes, Amtrak would bring intercity rail service to new communities including Nashville, Tennessee, Columbus, Ohio, and Phoenix, uh, that's in Arizona, by the way. Phoenix is in Arizona. They don't actually name the state in that one. Um, I'm assuming so they,
1: they say, "Oh yeah, Nashville, Tennessee, Columbus, Iowa, and Phoenix."
0: Yeah, just Phoenix. Just Phoenix. <laughs> uh, it could be Phoenix anywhere. It's uh, every
1: single Phoenix in the country.
0: They was gonna do the uh, like, like Phoenix, Delaware. Yeah. Disconnect it all like you should connect all Gainesville's.
1: Yes, the Gainesville rapid transit system.
0: <laughs> Some money sought by MoDOT would be used to hire a consultant to begin pre- preliminary studies for potential future lines. Open quote, this is very preliminary and just a request for funds to study an unfunded need, end quote, Horn said. In October 2022, a letter to the Federal Railroad Administration, Paul Nissenbaum, Associate of for MoDOT's Railroad Section, said adding a third daily trip between St. Louis and Kansas City would provide a uh, increased connectivity to the state's big cities. Runner makes eight stops between its two runs, including Kirkwood, Washington, Herman, and Jefferson City. Adding a stop in Hannibal would provide passenger rail service to a tourist-independent region of the state, and he wrote beginning... A line to Springfield would provide rail service to Missouri's third-largest metro area. The region of Southwest Missouri is not served by passenger rail, Nissenbaum wrote. The closest Amtrak station is currently more than 100 miles away. In addition, MoDOT is said it's interested in partnering with Minnesota and Iowa in a potential north-south corridor linking Kansas City with Des Moines, Minneapolis. And uh, you're opening an article. Oh, you opened it on a different tab. Uh, at- Just. <laughs> The push comes—I I panicked and was talking.
1: A middle mouse click. I know how to play ball.
0: The push comes as state legislators haven't always been supportive of passenger rail service on the river line in 2021 Amtrak. One of its daily trips between St. Louis and Kansas City was cut in response to lack of funding from the state. Ridership in the line was affected by the pandemic, in 20, and in 2019, flooding— in the Missouri River typically it is estimated that 170,000 people ride the route but service cuts and COVID-19 restrictions reduced that number to about 86,000 in 2020 and another 77,200 in 2021 we can pump those numbers
1: yeah we can pump those um, numbers we got to be pretty close to i mean i mean that route you're just looking on like on a random tuesday it was like back up to 84% well
0: the, no that that was the, that was friday so that that's two days from now that's for a weekend trip to st louis Oh. It was that Friday route, and that was Friday coming back on Sunday.
1: I feel like if uh, St. Louis simply had more to do, then that would probably help ridership. So St. Louis needs to fix this. stuff. I was
0: asking yeah. uh, a St. Louis person, like, what's the St. Louis equivalent of, like, the Crossroads, and they don't have an equivalent?
1: They've got the Battle Hawks, which are uh, okay football team, but not, like, a real football team. They've got the second-best uh, soccer team in Missouri. Um Do they have a women's soccer team? Do they have a women's soccer team stadium? No, they don't. No. Kansas City has that. Uh, They've got a baseball team, which has not won a World Series uh, in 10 years. I think the Royals, yeah, they won in 2015, didn't they? Um, Yeah. Yeah. They got to get more.
0: Uh, They do have some bars you can still smoke inside of, though.
1: Well, Kansas City's getting a marijuana district, apparently.
0: <laughs> woo marijuana district. Woo-hoo. Uh, All right. I mean, okay, well, I, I, I think we're tapped out.
1: I think we're tapped out, yeah. Once you start bringing up the St. Louis, uh, yeah.
0: Shout out to St. Louis, you mutilate bagels. Anyways. All right. Uh, this has been another episode of CleoCast. My name is Matt.
1: And I am RC. You
0: can follow us on Twitter at Clio History. You can email us at CleoHistoryPodcast at gmail.com. You can get us wherever you get uh, your podcasts. Uh, if you like our podcast, uh, give us a like, share, or review, or anything that helps us in the algorithm. Uh, that would really, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So that's all we have. Uh, we will see you uh, next time in case we record a really bad episode. Then we'll see you uh, next time two weeks from now. Bye. <laughs> Bye.